Everyone has an angel. A guardian who watches over us. We can't know what form they'll take. One day old man. Next day, little girl. But don't let appearances fool you. They can be as fierce as any dragon. Yet they're not here to fight our battles. But to whisper from our hearts. Reminding that it's us. It's every one of us who holds the power over the worlds we create. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. This is episode 315. 315. It is amazing that we've made it this long. Tonight, we are talking about Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch, the 2011 yes. movie where people got the, punched. The time, the time when I, I went over to, to Opie and, and he wasn't looking and I, I hit him in the ear with my fist. Yeah, they made a whole movie yeah. out of it. It's very weird. I'm not sure how yeah. they got the footage. but Totally deserved. It was before cell phones were a thing, too. It was very strange, uh, the, like the cell phone cameras. Weird. Um, but no, 2011's Sucker Punch. Um, I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew didn't hide his escape plan very well, which is why he's a teacher, Jimison. Uh, that's exactly right. I, I had a plan to do something. I could have been a professional athlete, actually. Oh, wow. Really? What's yeah, more? That was my plan. I still may do that later. <laughs> do it later? Is... Yeah, or maybe underwear model. Yeah. That, oh, okay. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like a dream. Yeah, no pocket list type of stuff there, buddy. Yeah, I, you go after it. I'm, you follow your dreams. Reach for the stars. <laughs> I'm on it like a fat kid on a footsicle. There you go. Which is a good explanation about the underwear model. Yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, and uh, Sam, I want to yes. play that World War II steampunk powered Nazi video game vector. Especially with all the modern weapons in it, right? Oh my gosh! I right. Mean, and then be, like it you, would be awesome. You get enough points, and then you get to be in the mech suit. Yeah, and and Sean, just yeah. so you know, yeah, if you'll stand really, really still outside your house, uh-huh. I've got this this mech that is hovering uh, about a oh. hundred yards above you. Okay, that uh, that I just need you to stand there for a while. Okay, just for a while. <laughs> okay, yeah, until it runs out of juice, and then it, then it will it will eventually kill you. But um, just stay in that that X that I drew for you okay. right there on the sidewalk. Of all the interesting and creative ways you could have killed me, that seems kind of the most boring, actually, but. You think so? Uh, I don't know. I guess I just have to stand there and wait for something that I don't know is going to happen. I don't know. And yeah. then... Jeez, I, I envision you, you know, eventually sitting in a chair, wa- looking at your watch every now and then, <laughs> um, you know, kind of glancing above you every every 
few minutes. What is that and... rumbling noise above my head? Oh, well, I better not move yeah, off this right? X that someone just strangely uh, drew here on my driveway. Absolutely. Like Wally yeah. Cody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and making her cheap seat review debut, the lady always carries a sword to a gunfight, Juan. Hello. Hey, Thanks how are you? Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, my god. Thank goodness. you for coming on to this strange, strange boat. <laughs> we, we appreciate you being here. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm here for it. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's talk about this movie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Lady Juan, for just real quick, just go ahead and, and um, tell us what show that I stole you from, and, and which is a much better yeah. show than ours. So, this is, this is like the equivalency, yes, much like, like slumming it, kind of, or like... Yeah, she is definitely slumming it. You know, like like normally, like your show is like the nice hotel that you go to once a week, and then like ours is the one where the cockroaches are rolling around and stuff. Like no, it's... no, no, no. We don't even get to that point. You know, ours is the hotel that you drive we... very quickly by, rolling up your windows. Are we like a hostel where like the the no, horror yeah. movies? But you definitely have some good stories about that place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're the, we're the we're, yeah uh, yeah. So I uh, do a show called Screen Fix. Our podcast is a show where we talk about a recent movie and we fix it. So, you know, when you see a movie with your friends and you're talking about it afterwards and you're like, yeah, that was cool. But you know what they should have done? Like, <laughs> that's the whole show. Yeah. Uh, we yep. do not take ourselves seriously. We love movies. We love talking about movies. We just want to have a good time with our crazy ideas about these movies we were watching. Oh, that is a great idea. Yeah. That's that's I mean yeah. that's actually not that far away from how this show started. <laughs> it was kind of yeah, we 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 found ourselves eating after theater goings and mm -hmm. sitting at the table for hours on end yeah. um, talking recasting. about what we just saw. So, recasting and yeah. Yes. Yeah. And making fun of Sean and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. it just kind of ended up into this. And it's kind Some of Some things don't change though. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no. None of that stuff has really changed. It's just now we're doing it remotely and for some reason record it. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, now true. everyone can hear it. Yeah. First, <laughs> still yeah. don't know who's. So idea. I'm very interested to see how in the world you would fix this movie as well. So just, just to say, that's yeah. That's yeah. if to say that this movie needs fixing. Maybe this is a perfect oh, film. Oh yeah, interesting. Maybe this is a masterpiece. This Maybe is another. <laughs> Another rosebud, a diamond, um, a diamond in, in the rough. Because I mean, yeah. of the four of us, uh, Lady Juan, I know you had seen it. Um, mm -hmm. Had anyone else of the three of us had seen it? Yes, I had seen it before. Yeah, I, I was, I was all, all on Zack Snyder. I was like, I was a fanboy until, you know, he stopped. Basically, until after three hundred, and then I was like, oh, yeah. Wasn't okay. three hundred like his first movie or something? Yep, it sure was. <laughs> so you liked his one movie, and then since then it's been downhill, is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, right? And then, then I went back and watched 300 for this podcast, and, and I was like, ooh, yeah, there's some, there's some definite things in this that, that just aren't, aren't quite there. Don't quite so, hold up. Yeah. What about, what about you, yeah. Andrew? Had you seen this before? Yeah, I saw, uh, I guess, maybe the first, well, I guess it was 2012, maybe a year after it came out. And uh, I don't remember, I didn't remember much of it. Uh, and I, I don't know <laughs> if I liked it then. I can't remember. But okay. Maybe. Yeah, so this was my first time seeing it. I was going in with this fresh eyes. I, the only thing that I knew about the movie, I, knew, I had two kind of impressions about the movie, is that 
a lot of people hated it because of the concept that it was a dream. I remember that very vividly. Like people were mad because it wasn't real. Um, and that made me, that led me to believe that they were duped in that. But that's okay. pretty clear <laughs> pretty early on that this isn't yes. real the whole time. Totally. Yeah. So I think that those people, and again, this was years ago, those people just missed the point, I think. Mm -hmm. If they thought mm -hmm. that, oh my gosh, it was fake the whole time, this wasn't real, like, how, how did you miss that part? Then the other thing that I, my other impression of the movie was that this movie starred, um, what's her name, Browning, I can't remember her first name for some reason. Um, Annette. I think it's Emily. Emily. Oh, Emily too. Yeah. Annette. Annette. Uh, uh, Emily, Emily, Brown, Emily Browning, and Vanessa Hudgens. For some reason, I remember seeing her name. Why is she on the playbill? She's not that big she, of a character. She only, yeah, movie. she's barely in the movie. It really is, honestly, it's between, like, Abby Cornish has the most lines. Sweet yeah. Bee. Yeah. Um, and she's the girl in the new Jack Ryan series, which is kind of cool. Um, but she has the most lines. And in my opinion, this movie's more about her than... Really, any of the other girls? I mean, I know it's Emily's. It's her journey, and it's her story, and it's her sacrifice. But it's but also Sweet Peas. That's kind of what we get to at the end. Is like, yeah. turns out this has been Sweet Peas' story. We just thought it was Baby Dolls. Yeah. So yeah. it is hers. It is Abby Cornish's movie for sure. Baby yeah. Doll doesn't talk for like the first forty-five minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and in in real time, it's about five minutes. But you know, the slow motion makes it go yeah. a good half hour. Yeah. Yeah. It takes its time. Yeah. Well, and the other, <sighs> the other thing, speaking specifically about that, is that one, she doesn't have a lot of dialogue at the beginning, but two, she doesn't have a lot of dialogue in the movie. Mm -hmm. no. She just doesn't talk much. I mean, oh. I, I know she's a good actress because I think she's really good as a kid she's actor. She's great in unfortunate and events. Yeah, yeah, series of unfortunate events. She doesn't, her only acting in this movie is to act kind of scared. Yeah. You know, like she's either a little scared or very scared. Like like she's getting ready to dance, so she's a little scared. Poe Dameron comes in the room, fl you know, flashing the gun. She's very scared. Like that's the only that's her range in this movie. And I felt bad for her because it's like, yeah, I know she she does the action scenes, but those are just action scenes. She's just kicking butt. So I kind of feel bad they didn't really get a chance to use her as an actor. Um, but we'll yeah. we can get more into that. So now we're gonna do the fun little part of the show where we give our five word reviews. Um, I was. Yes, I, I feel like we should have a sounder. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but at some point we'll we'll come up with something. So in the meantime, I'm just going to scroll through and play. If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. That was totally random, and that's great. <laughs> that's the that's best perfect. one. That's perfect. <laughs> and Sam, you lead off. Oh, I, okay. I've got two of them this time, and um, my first one is kind of describes it, and uh, is basically several video game cutscenes. <laughs> okay. And then my my actual review is I actually kind of like the movie. I, I skimped out, right? I just have four words and it's all visual, no substance. Mm -hmm. And I I have to say, I, I feel like this movie was written by a teenage boy. <laughs> um and for some reason they gave him millions of dollars and, and lots of CGI to create whatever he wanted to create. And it's not that it's, it's, you know, overly sexualized, but it kind of is, but mm -hmm. it's, it's just, 
it's bad. It's just a bad movie. This thing is is even the visuals. Now that I've gone back to see it, the visuals on some of them aren't that great. It it looks like a bad video game cutscene, mm-hmm. and. I think because we don't care about these characters, we don't care what happens. So there's no real, I don't know, heft to these these cutscenes where she's supposedly dancing while coming into some sort of dream world that that they're fighting. So I it was it's it's an empty shell, and I, there's no emotional, um, there's just no emotional heft to anything that they do in this movie. The only time you're, you're even, I don't know, brought back into, to the story is when he starts killing the girls in the kitchen or wherever they are uh, towards the end with the gun. And even then it's like, Oh, well they've, there they go. There they go. Sure. (laughs) That's, that's great. You know? And then when baby is, um, is it baby doll? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and she's making her big sacrifice. Even then, I'm like, I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. now the meat, the mean girl is is being able to escape. That's kind of sucks. <laughs> so, I think this really started to show Zack Snyder's problem, and and it started to come out in, in a lot of his other movies as well, where he can show you something gorgeous, kind of like a Michael Bay can show you some gorgeous things, but they can't tell a story well and and this movie is the epitome of Zack Snyder's inability to make us care about the characters and bring a complete story to the screen yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah gosh <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah so I, I mean I, and th- this is not one of those movies where I'm going to kind of beat around the bushes and say well it was it was good here it was bad here this this movie's pretty bad from the beginning to the end there is something about the audio when these songs are going and and they're talking or, or they're doing some sort of action over them that it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like it's it's quite ethereal as they're wanting wanting it to be. And it's just it it's it doesn't mesh together. Okay. I find it uh refreshing that you're this passionate about a movie. It's been it's we've had a we've <laughs> No, no, and I mean that simply that we've had a string yeah. of kind of good movies recently. Yeah, and where we've yeah. all just been like, it was a good movie, um, or it was, <laughs> or it was the what was last week? Last week's was the so red, bland we couldn't remember it. Um, the Red Sea Diving Resort. Yeah, I almost said Red Sea Diaries. Um, yeah, Red Sea yeah. Diving Resort. Like that was just yeah. a movie, right? So I, I'm kind of glad yeah. that you're you're fired up about this because that'll make make well, the show more fun. It's, but I, I have a problem with with Hollywood's uh, beautification of uh, of Zack Snyder, and you know him passing, getting past the torch for all these giant DC movies, and you know he's you coming to s- <laughs> he's coming <laughs> to to quote unquote. I know that doesn't really work on podcasts, but quote unquote save the uh, Justice League, and I just I'm weary. I'm going to go watch it because I'll watch it. But I'm weary that it's the story is not going to be there. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to we're going to see some pretty cool destruction and and things. But the substance. It's crazy. Is gone. They're giving him seventy million dollars to yeah. to un unbreak his own movie. Seems yeah. I, <laughs> right. And it's, it's, gonna be it's amazing. that. And that's the thing here. <laughs> you know, three hundred was kind of his rise to fame. 
Yeah. And it, it showed that he he had some skills. But you know, these these directors like like Zack Snyder and Michael Bay are are one trick ponies. And I hate to see that there's some really cool director with a good eye somewhere out there that is getting passed over because Zack Snyder wants to slow mo the next Superman. <laughs> now, in small right? de- in small defense to Michael Bay, because I think about Michael Bay a lot when I'm watching these kind of movies, and that's right. and that's this. Yes, Michael Bay is all about the flash and a little bit less about the substance. But Michael Bay has proven that he can tell real heart kind of wrenching moments. Not all, you know what I'm saying? There are moments in Armageddon. Whatever you feel about that dumb movie, there are moments that are real, though. You know, where he's when Bruce Willis sacrifices and he has to have the, the talk with his daughter. Like, my wife can't watch that movie because that movie, that moment makes her cry so much. Like the Aww. big, big, ugly cry. Yeah. And I have the same experience with the animal crackers. Yeah, right. You know, when you have an animal cracker <laughs> know, shoved right? in I mean, your belly who button. Knows what's in the belly button? Yeah. yeah. It's just getting all the fuzz. Oh, you Plus can't eat having them? your yeah. dad singing I... on the radio in the background. I mean, there's nothing more romantic yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, and of course, there's other moments where, Zach, you're, you're, you're not wrong about Michael Bay. I mean, Bad Boys 3, I've not watched yet because I've been told it's terrible. Um, oh, I liked it. <laughs> but, I, but we all love Bad Boys 2. And that's a fun movie, yeah. and it's not that a lot of substance, but there's some stuff there, and and we all really liked um, Thirteen Hours, the Benghazi movie. Well, I, I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna hope you were gonna say Thirteen Hours because that that is that's a that good a movie. movie. I mean, it's a really good movie, and it tells now it's a real story. It's about real things that happened. So Michael Bay doesn't but, have to be super but then creative. You, you've got all these. I mean, uh, maybe I hate Michael Bay because of Transformers, and that's fair. Yeah. That's, that's totally he has fair. My childhood. Right, he, he did, and he also kind of—I wouldn't say ruined. I haven't watched the new Pearl t- Harbor. Uh, again, if you take out the love triangle, it's a good <laughs> war movie. But it's in there, and that's I, his choice. I know we should just like there's there's got to be you an can't edit. Qualify, John. No, I'm saying there's probably yeah. an edit out there without most of that love triangle, and you just turn it into yeah. a war movie. It's a better war movie than Midway. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I, so, I, anyway. All right, I'm done defending Michael Bay. I just, <laughs> but you I, see my point. I totally you see, you see your see point. You see why I, yeah. I get mad when, when Zack Snyder is given tons of money when somebody else could have come in and, well, and had a better vision. And I know Andrew wants to defend him because he has done several of Andrew's favorite um, properties, right? And no, Andrew is the yeah. DC guy of the of the of the group, and and Andrew v, um, vehemently. That's not the word. How do I pronounce it? Um, Vehically. That's not it either. <laughs> Vietnamly. Yes. Um defended <laughs> Batman versus Superman and yeah. also and 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 Man of Steel. And I want those movies to be great. I just wish it was another director. Yep. I think I think a a combination of a good script with a storyboard and then Zack Snyder directing would work. Just like 300 you know his his Watchmen in three hundred mm. came from comic books, and he was able to basically copy what was on the page. Yeah, and I think he runs amok when he doesn't have some people telling him no, or or some sort of story uh, story help. He needs a reference point to stick to. And yes. do his version of that yeah. reference point. Because you know what his version is going to be. It's going to be dark. It's going to be slow. Yeah. There's going to be a pop song 
slowed down too. <laughs> like you, you know what you're going to get from him. And yes. if you can look at the source material and you can imagine it that way, then sure, let him do it. But like, this is what happens when he just gets to create his own source <laughs> material. And my God. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I mean, so, okay. So and, let, let's get, let's move on to Andrew or else yeah. we'll talk the entire <laughs> night on, on why I, I don't like Zack Snyder. So, okay. Go ahead. We'll buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> My five word review is this confusing or brilliant mind effer. There you go. <laughs> there it is. That's all I have to say. <laughs> no, okay, so seriously, I had to watch this twice. <laughs> Because there are so many layers to this film and there are so many, there's so much symbolism in here that it's incredible if you really start to pick it apart. Now, are you supposed to do that to a film? I don't know, but I did and I loved it. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Okay. You, you loved the no. movie or you loved doing what you did? Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So the first time I watched it, I was kind of, uh, I won't say I loved it. I enjoyed it. And you know my rule that if a movie keeps my attention and I, I don't want to do other things mentally, then I think it's a decent film. Just, you know, bare bones. But this one made me want to dig into it. Does that make sense? It's like mm -hmm. when you read a good book and the topic that is in the book is so interesting, you want to go research that topic. Yeah. The movie made me want to do that. So I went and, and dug into this and really, and after I read a little bit about it and, and you know, watched an interview with Zack Snyder about it, I thought, okay, let's go watch it again now with this different lens. And I, as I could, which I, I'm, I'm doing the same thing you were doing. If we take the love triangle out of Pearl Harbor, <laughs> Only I'm doing it the opposite direction. I know. I'm saying if we look at it through Zack Snyder's lens, we understand a little better. And maybe that's why I liked it the second time even more, because I did understand what he was trying to do. And I think that it's much like 300 was a a all it was a film all about masculinity. This one I feel like is hyper feminist, right? So we have our hero of heroes of, or heroines, I guess you would say, heroines. And it's almost a marriage of movies. He's got his masculine movie, his feminist movie here. And I, I, I think it's great. I looked at it through the fact that the, the females in the movie represent, in some cases, emotions, different emotions. And then the men represent other things like your ego and your um, your immaturity, right? So as you're looking inside yourself, inside your soul, inside your mind, you have all these things that are constantly battling. And so those battle scenes, that's how I kind of took them. There were mental battles happening in, in her head. And so it made me enjoy the movie a whole lot better, just knowing those things and and looking at it that way. Okay. I I did find a few flaws, technical flaws. <laughs> there were some audio issues that really bothered me. I don't know if you caught any of them, but... I didn't catch any it, in clips, if that's what you're asking, though. 
No, no, no. I, I, there were a few, though, that there was a scene with like 15 minutes left in the movie where she's kneeling outside beside the steps. Um, and then she has one timbre and then she stands up and you can tell it's a different recording location or a different microphone or something happened. Yeah. Uh, but other than those little technical things, I really liked it. I enjoyed watching did, it. Did, did the interview with, with Snyder, did he mention these things or is this somebody reading it into him, reading into it? Yeah. He mentioned some of these things. Um, now I'm reading a little bit further into it than he mentioned, but mm -hmm. it's to me, it, it made the movie a lot better. But again, that's that's I'm doing the same thing though. I'm qualifying it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's that's I mean that's that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, we all have their own our own lenses that we which we view the movie and our experiences, and we've all admitted on this show that there are sometimes that our mood affects the way we watch the movie. I mean, we've all mm -hmm. had we've all been grumpy and watched a movie. And because we were grumpy, we didn't like the movie. And then we get like on the show and we talk about it and we're like, hey, why did I not like this movie? This was kind of funny or something like that. That's all happened. So apparently Andrew had, had his, uh, his ginseng and his mind was sharp because he was, he was picking up the layers. <laughs> well, I, I will say I've written uh, three grad papers this, this past week. And so I, I'm done with that writing process. And so I've had time to just sit and relax. So maybe I was just genuinely a little happy when I watched this. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> you're uh, you're on a mental okay. high there. Your uh, your brain yeah. was your 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 brain was looking for a break. So it's a good thing we watch this instead of something like not mentally tasking. I guess maybe. All right, Lady Wan, you're up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my five word review for this movie is just watch Birds of Prey. Um, <laughs> okay. I feel like Zack Snyder had an idea for this movie that for probably a variety of reasons, he really wasn't able to like come together with it. I think he wanted this to be a story of female empowerment, women taking control of their lives, breaking out of abusive situations, becoming strong, capable, badass, and still looking sexy while they do it. So Zack Snyder wanted to make birds of prey. Like that movie yeah. does what he wanted to do. It takes women from a variety of bad situations, bad breakups, bad bosses, bad family stuff. And it lets them be powerful and cool and gives them agency. And like, yeah, they're physically attractive while it's happening, but not at the expense of what they're doing. Yeah. Instead, like yeah. this whole movie is just ick. Like <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel like he's trying to get out of the grossness of it being a brothel by being like, well, baby doll's imagining it. So like, it's not my fault. It's in this. It's like, <laughs> but no, you can't acknowledge the fact that this is a messed up situation and that gets you out of it. It's like this entire movie is the joke in Jumanji of Ruby Roundhouse's was, costume being was, inappropriate. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, but she's going to wear it the whole movie anyway. And it's like, well, I mean, shouldn't she put, like a full shirt on now that you've made the joke, like you made the joke, but like this movie lives in that area. Yeah. Like Sweet Pea has a line at the beginning where she's like, yeah, I get the schoolgirl thing is hot. And like even checked out mental patient, it's kind of appealing. And it's like, no, 
None of those no. things should be. No. Schoolgirls and mental patients have one thing in common, and that's that they can't consent. So if that's <laughs> like the thing that makes it sexy, that's a huge red flag, Zack Snyder. Like, yeah, that was just that whole whole thing just drives me nuts. And I know that he like, you can tell he meant it in a good way. He's like, look, these badass girls, and it's like, oh boy. I guess that's kind of helpful that like you think that, but it's just it totally misses the mark for me in terms of what he wants the viewer to get out of it. Like, just watch Birds of Prey. There's, <laughs> yeah. So, so no, I'll I, have to admit, I think Birds of Prey probably even benefited from this movie being out and kind of knowing where not to go. Probably. Right. Um, if they even had that in the back of their minds, but um, I I totally you're of a father of two daughters you know this movie makes me uncomfortable in so many ways it's so ick it's so ick <laughs> there's so so that okay so i'm i'm glad one that we have a lady on here that can talk to us about these things because yeah. we're all we're three dumb idiot uh, men and we're the problem yeah. but have you seen uh lady one have you seen the fourth transformer movie the one the first one with marky mark no, no, I've only seen the first Transformers movie and then Bumblebee. I couldn't that's, put myself through the rest of them. You're good. Yeah. We did it for the <laughs> yeah. we did it for the podcast because we're idiots. Yeah. And and the, there's a garbage. There's a part yes. in the movie that I really, really hated more than most, and it's the fact that Mark Wahlberg's daughter in the movie, played by Grace Moretz, somebody. Chloe Moretz, a, Grace. Yeah. Mm, wow. I haven't seen the movie, that. but I know who that is. I think that's <laughs> her, yeah. Um, oh, Chloe Grace Moritz, yeah. Yeah, her. I think that's her. I'm not looking yeah. it up. It's not my point. My point yeah. is that she's this young, attractive girl, and she's she has to be the new Megan Fox of the new movies, right? She has to be the the, the attractive girl. Because at that and, point, Megan Fox had bowed out of well, doing yeah, 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 they, they replaced her and whatever. So, yeah. And so in the movie, she has a boyfriend, and... In the movie, they make a point that she's 17 and he's 19. And we even have to have this moment after the three of them have been chased by giant alien robots. They have to have this moment where the dude literally pulls out of his pocket, the boyfriend pulls out of pocket the, a, a piece of paper with the state of Texas saying that there's a rule. It's called like the Romeo-Juliet clause where if you start dating when you're both minors and then one of you becomes mm -hmm. not a minor, it's still okay. And I thought you went that far to just Ugh. make that moment consensual. Like, if you need that moment, if you need them to be consensual, just make her eighteen because the actress yeah. was eighteen. So let's just. So anyway, my point was is that I was reminded of that awful moment in this movie where, when she's getting the paperwork done, and the, we we had to see that she was twenty. Yeah, and I thought, you must know that yeah. she's an adult woman, even though she's dressed like a child. Right, and I yeah. thought they did that on purpose, and for yes. that reason, I thought they're doing that so that me, as an um, adult male, I'm not too creeped out by looking at her in these vulnerable, mostly mm -hmm. not naked, but these kind of you know, age inappropriate yeah. uh, clothing. And then to your point, Lady Juan, specifically about the clothing, like even in her visions when she's fighting. The stuff they gave her girl armor, video game armor. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like yeah. if, if this is her own vision, then she should be in like legit battle gear. 
Yeah. Yeah. Not, like, not weird it's and coming a- from her perspective. She wouldn't imagine herself in a brothel to escape the situation of being in a mental hospital. That's, <laughs> that's not how she would be like, oh, you know what would be a better way to deal with this? Like, yeah. no, that's not better. Yeah. Like, it's, no, that she is, wouldn't be that- wearing high heels in her fighting fantasy. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah it's like trying well, to I, run from I do a agree with you there. High heels. <laughs> it won't work. I, I, I kind of looked at it, and, and I, I noticed all those things as well, but I kind of looked at it as, and I guess this is going back to that inner battle, uh, inner monologue, inner whatever you want to call it amongst yourself, kind of the mental illness part of things mm-hmm. uh, from how how a male would, I don't know how to even explain what I'm trying to think here, how a male would view a female in that situation and maybe that's where that's coming from in her mind. I don't know. That's just kind of how I viewed it as it was almost a mental illness type situation as far as how men visualize in some cases. I mean, I think overall it's really clear that, that a dude thought of everything in this movie. Yes. Um, yeah, I think not, not to, to go into this so, so fast, but if I'm fixing the movie, I just get rid of the whole middle level of fantasy of the brothel. brothel. She can be in a yeah. mental hospital and yeah. having these fantasies that are, like you said, video game cutscenes. Absolutely. That movie makes sense. That is yes. what she would imagine. That's like a wild way of imagining a way to get out of this. That's a coping mechanism. And you can still have like a gang of other girls that she's, making part of her escape plan like absolutely and they can be other mental patients because we never see the rest of these girls as patients we only see them as working in that mid-level that doesn't exist either of blues club like that's yeah. how we see them yeah and you know what i i think that takes a lot of the ick out of it as well yes. in terms of, of of us you know us guys and, and me as a father watching this and, and possibly giving you even more story aspects um to 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 use as as a mental asylum you know nurse ratchet type of character and and you know all that sort of stuff yeah yeah right and and then then, and then you can have a personal connection Mm -hmm. to some of these characters that you you care about and that you see you know you see what's going on with them so i i agree with you i think i think taking out the the brothel aspect of it Totally. is probably the best way to make this movie better. But it's Zack Snyder who <laughs> likes to put shiny things out there. And the obvious age group he was going for in this one was the teenage boy, mm-hmm. which is crazy because you would think this would be a, a female empowering, you know, I want to show my daughters this so that they know, you know, they can do anything type of movie. Mm-hmm. And it just falls flat. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My my only <laughs> argument to that simply is that unfortunately the movie also teaches us is that men of power will do whatever they can to keep girls in their place, and as yeah. far and go as far as forging a signature so that John Hamm comes in and stabs you in the eye with a knife or whatever you know like mm-hmm. I mean the, so so I'm going to get to my five word review because I haven't yet yeah. and oh, that is sorry. Yes. no it's yeah. fine no 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 again that's what makes for great conversation is when I go off script. Um, and it's simply, so I had to, um, I had to combine two words. So just, I'm taking one of Andrew's words because you only only had four. So I'm, 
we're, we're still. Really? Well, no, I had four. Oh, yeah, yeah Sam, you had four. four. Brilliant mind effort. Well, I guess mind effort is kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's hyphenated. We'll say it's hyphenated. That's what I'm doing. I'm hyphenating. But I'm stealing one of uh, Sam's word. He had an extra. So we're still at a net of five. Uh, sad, weird, anime, steampunk, dream. Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Emphasis on the sad. Make sure that's yeah. a capital S. Yeah, sad. Yeah. So. That's why capital it was. S. That's why it was the first but, but, word. But like, not sad enough to make me cry. Just like sad isn't. Oh, this. Oh, I will sucks, say this. This I wanted to be better than this. Um, so I usually watch these movies while I'm having my lunch break uh, at work, and when it got to the part where she got lobotomized at the end, it it actually kind of shook me for a moment, because for some reason I kind of expected it to not happen. I kind of expected. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect her to get away. I didn't. Ex- I wasn't expecting happy ending. I wasn't expecting Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. But I was not expecting that to happen either. For some reason, it just that took me off guard. And so when it happened, it it kind of got me a little bit in the in the, in my tummy. You know, like <laughs> it made my tummy kind of wrench up a little bit. And I'm like, I gotta put my sandwich down. Like I I need it. I need a minute. <laughs> um. Because we've had other movies that have, you know, affected me emotionally. You know, Bird Box wrecked me for days um, for some reason. <laughs> uh, not yeah. this one so much, but yeah. I mean, I can't really honestly. We've all we all of us have different kind of viewing opinions on this, which I think is great, and I kind of agree with all of us. <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like like this is a movie where if someone comes up and says, like, if Andrew and I were just having a conversation, Andrew said, "Man, what a brilliant movie!" I'd been like, "Yeah, it's kind of weird and funny and." And there's some moments, and I love, um, uh, not Sam Elliott, um, Stick. What's his name? Samuel Jackson. No, gosh darn it. Um, Scott Glenn. Sam Neill. Scott Glenn. I love Scott Glenn in this role. More Scott Glenn in all things, please. And I love the fact that he's the the wise man. I called him Stick because he reminds me of Stick from Daredevil. I mean, like. I was going to say, he's kind of the same character. It's basically the same character. He's Daredevil, isn't he? Yeah, he is Stick, yeah. Okay. He yeah. just he's in this movie he hasn't been blinded yet by the hand. Um, there you go. But I I love his character. I love the motif of the steampunk uh in all of the fight scenes, you know, when she's fighting the ninja golems at the beginning. Golems, mm-hmm. sorry. And then when they go to Nazi Goal. and then when they fight the dragon um I, I just okay. love I love that, the idea. There is one part of this movie I have to say that that got me a little bit. Oh yeah, and I cannot believe they killed the baby dragon. That that kind of made me a little upset. It was a baby, upset. though. I would I, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. They right. know it. He says the line. He says you have yeah, to I kill know. the baby dragon. But what I'm curious yeah. about is what is the analog to that in the middle level? That that's another thing I like. Did was she have to kill to... a puppy or something? I mean, like. I couldn't figure out any of the analogs other than that, like, I knew the thing they were trying to steal. And then, like, in, like, the first one, it is, like, the map she has to get from the the guy it's in the other fire, camp. Right? But, but, like, what, but other than the thing they're getting, what on earth are they doing? Like, <laughs> what are, what, what was the, the bomb on the train? I'm sorry, what was happening? Like, yeah, like, I, it's so confusing <laughs> right. to me. I wish I I wish that was the way it had been done was it would be kind of more clear and maybe flashing in and out of it. And then that kind of like shows you an interesting way of telling the story. But instead, I'm just like watching video game missions and I don't know what the analog is to the okay, brothel can world. I, can I help you? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I might. 
I think I might have a few answers. Now, this is just my perspective. So I looked at these these objects again, right? There's four objects and one mystery item. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wrote these down. Like, I jotted it down as soon as I heard them say it because I thought. Did you write it down on a chalkboard? No, I actually. <laughs> did you get in trouble later? On, I did. On the backside of a chalkboard. <laughs> when um, they found it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I, I looked at, so I thought the map. All right, why do we need a map? What's the symbol of a map here? And if you think back to uh, Baby Doll, she's gone through this trauma, through this, you know, anguish of, which, by the way, did she accidentally kill her sister or did I the believe father, so. the father I, kill the sister? And no, I think the, it was a bullet ricochet, light bulb, yeah. and killed her sister. Yeah. So anyway, so she's a bad um, shot. Yeah, I got it. So the map, in my opinion, is kind of a a, a map through to as a way to get through her trauma, right? A, a guidance sort of to help her get out of this. And then we have the fire, which mm-hmm. fire and some uh, fire always kind of symbolizes symbolizes passion in some ways. So, so we have to have this passion in any hero's journey, right? Of some kind. Okay. Especially then, after you kill a puppy. Yep. <laughs> and then we have the the knife, which is cutting ties to your past and to your experiences that have brought you to where you are. Right? And then the key to unlock a new beginning, to open up a new world for yourself. And then the last one, I guess we could say that mystery thing when she says it's me, that's her sacrifice. Yeah, uh, and and just kind of giving of herself to, I don't know, to to let go of everything. I don't know. So That's just kind of how I, I like I the idea of the symbolism, and I think I think you're onto it with as far as what all of those are supposed to mean in a bigger picture. I just truly was wondering what the hell is really going on. <laughs> <laughs> and like during these missions, when everyone's in a trance, when baby dolls dancing in this. In the mid-level brothel reality that isn't real, what's happening? And then yeah, we, in the we need, mental hospital, what's happening? I don't understand. Yeah, we need an inception, like you know, yes. uh, oh, yeah. shows while the van is still van falling. Yeah, I need to know what's fall. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inception yeah. does this a lot better. You're not wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, Inception does a lot of things a lot better, and and at the hot risk of sounding inception is better than sucker punch you heard it uh, here first yeah yeah it was a hot take <laughs> and at the risk of sounding flippant to your idea andrew i think you're coming up with a better idea than what Zack snyder had totally I, I, i'm saying you know, yep. unless unless you heard him say those things no I, no no that that wasn't from him this i, was I just, think I your symbolism I, to... I think your symbolism is a better idea than what he did i honestly feel this is my feeling i'm using my emotion words is that he just he just pulled a usual suspects. He just as she's walking through, she's just seeing things. And yeah. so and then we get into the next level, she's just she's just writing things down that she remembered on the walk in because the walk in she's realizing I'm never going to get out of here. This is all these horrible things are happening to me because a powerful man who I didn't kill when I had the opportunity. If he she just pulls a trigger, her worries are done. But I don't want to yeah. get into that weird world. But my well, point is, she'd have to chop up the body and get rid of it, and, or whatever. Um, Who knows? There might be some investigations into that. Like I said, I didn't want to go there. So my point was that. 
<laughs> is that like I feel like like I feel like it's kind of almost like a usual suspect thing where like she's just looking around the room looking for objects that she can. Yeah, kind but of he take. didn't. He did not. He did not film it that way, right? I mean, we saw him certainly, and we and we knew there was going to be some significance, but it just was not clever enough to be like an all, you know. Yeah, and it was so, not it was not a push pin board moment. Right? No, it and, wasn't. But like like to, again to Andrew, I and mean, again Andrew has this like this great insight to this movie, and I just I don't think that they meant Zach meant to do that. Is my is my problem? Is and I, here's, I think that, that might be where that might be where I'm having an, an issue. I might be romanticizing this a little bit more than I should <laughs> after listening to you guys talk about it. I mean. <laughs> Hey, don't don't let us sway you, no, man. If you love the movie, love the movie, yeah. own it, man. Like I'm, I'm all, f I'm. Uh, hey, man, do your thing. I just, I, I'm just leaning towards the idea that he accidentally, uh, you know, he 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 directed something that someone can read into like that. I, yeah, you I know, just, I think, where, you know, it's, it's like being able to watch a, you know, Teletubbies film and then come up with a <laughs> doctoral thesis on, you know. The existential and crisis of our lifetime. I did think I did think about that as well, I, because <laughs> I've been in this studious mindset. <laughs> because I've been writing so much and researching so much, yeah. I thought, well, maybe that's why I'm. You just think everything's that smart now. You're giving yeah. too much credit. <laughs> well, and and, and well, that, now I'm doubting myself. Maybe maybe Zack Snyder is smarter than all of us. Maybe maybe he is the smart one here, and I am not on his level. Yeah, but then Only he put. When it comes to the DC. But yeah. then he put a guy <laughs> in the 1950s with iPod earbuds. That's when yeah. I remember that. Oh, we're back to that. Anyway, yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that part. I saw that. I wanted to take a screenshot and be like, I mean, it's, it's 100%. He's wearing earpods. It's when they're trying to sneak out. They've they've lit the the the, the room on fire, and uh -huh. the guard is there, and he's listening to. It looks like maybe like a Walkman or like a, a radio, but he's wearing. White. I don't have mine in front of me. He's wearing white small earbuds. They didn't have those in the 1950s. Mm. So was this in the 1950s or in in her mind though? Well, in her I in her in all of songs this, weren't around then either. We could yeah. have argued that everything was in Sweet Pea's mind. Nothing that we saw actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Because we open yep. with her in a bed on stage. Maybe none of it's real. Well, Literally, no, sweet the pea. start of it. Yeah. Sweet pea. Oh, not sweet. I, oh, no. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking all this happened in her mind. Because I mean, that, that makes sense. She's presented at playing the character of Baby Doll at the beginning. Right. She's we got open, the Baby Doll wig on. Which I think the, the opening title was brilliant because we open on the stage. And from that moment on, we're acting. Like everything is a play. There's nothing that's real that we're seeing that's actually happening. So, like, the. So the the sister in and the in the abusive dad, excuse me, stepdad. Yeah, that's that's stepdad. Yeah, um, that has happened to Sweet Pea somewhere along the way. No, no, I'm not even worried about. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm, I I like what you're going here, though. I hadn't thought about that. The idea that Sweet Pea is giving us a backstory. She's she's the one narrating the she's, whole thing. Right? She's narrating and she's created this backstory for Baby Doll because. Because we needed, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like that idea. I mean, that's interesting that the idea that none of it is real. I mean, if you think like, about it, we open on the stage. Yeah. And it, that has to mean something. Yeah. It does. I think you're right. It does. 
Um, I still wish that the n- name of the movie wasn't Sucker Punch because. Yeah. Did we really ever see a sucker punch? I mean, unless the idea mm-hmm. of, of of the sucker punch is that her dad, stepfather, I don't know, or Poe Dameron sucker punches her. I don't know. There's kind of a lot of it. I think, I think kind of. Well, what I read that Snyder was saying is that one way it could be interpreted is that you, you know, you think she's like this cute, innocent, like pretty girl and then she's capable of all of this but also on the other side that like you think it's going to be a nice story for her and your sucker punch that she gets lobotomized that like you weren't you didn't see that coming that yeah, that I mean, was going to happen I, I, I so, yeah it's but it's another the, thing that he's like i have a couple of things that it could be which just leads me to think that he like didn't decide and he's just like i don't know and that's kind of how i feel about this whole movie is he didn't really decide on anything to do it the right way he's like yeah it could be that like, yeah, I think he left a lot up to the to the audience, which sometimes that's good, I guess. Yeah, I mean, this movie kind of reminded me of Mother a little bit mm. in that way that <laughs> lady. Have you Juan? Have you seen that? I kinda, um, it came out awkward, but yeah, yeah. I haven't. I haven't like watched it. Watched it. I've watched a lot of things about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we. That was enough for me. We watched it for the show uh, because it was listed on Netflix as a horror film. And so we did it for last um, Halloween. Uh, For Halloween month, we do kind of scary type movies. And none of us had seen it or even heard of it. And it and it took us all of us. I mean, we we weren't watching it together, but I think I think we all said it was like two thirds of the movie before we realized that the story is a is a metaphor for the it's the creation story. Yeah. And, and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah. we didn't know that going into it. I think it would have been better had we done like, like if I'd have had this conversation with Andrew before I watched this movie, I might've liked the movie a little bit more or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I just, I don't know. Um, uh, I think without having seen that movie, I will say that it seems from everything I've read about it, it seems pretty clear that that's the point of that movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. Versus this one. If, that doesn't have to be the point of it there it's just it's too this one's just too messy to be like no it's an allegory for yeah the patriarchy like no it's not like stop it like it's not it's not done well enough to be that it's i think like i said i think he had an idea that this was female empowerment and this is what he thinks female empowerment is and i i disagree (laughs) yeah (laughs) i watched when um when i was working at uh, the university the some things happened at the university university that forced a lot of uh, forced uh, our department uh, to go through some sensitivity training. I'll talk about that <laughs> off air if you want to hear about it. Um, yeah, but and it one, wasn't you. It was it not me. You. No, it was not me. One hundred percent not me. We just, let's put that out there. Just, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. No, because there will be questions. So. Yeah, uh, but anyway, but one of the things that we got to go through, got that we went through was kind of a. Um, like a women empowerment within film. And so mm-hmm. they, they the, the, the woman that was giving the presentation would show pictures of, of women in movies, the character, not the actors, but the character, and be like, what do you think about these women? And they're like, oh, yeah, like, that's, um, what's her name from, Charlize Theron from Mad Max. Like, yeah, she's awesome. She's like, yeah, but she's a terrible influence because all of her problem-solving skills are through violence. Like, oh, okay, and... Well, what about this character? Oh, yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, but she's also kind of bad because she only uses her sex appeal to get 
get through problems. And then, like, she put, and this is the only example, Sam, stop rolling your eyes. The only example I remember is that she put up Captain Janeway from Star Trek Voyager. And they're like, mm-hmm. here's, a, here's a character that uses her wit and her tenacity to get through problems that no point in the entirety of the show does she use her sex appeal to get out of a problem. Now, she does use violence sometimes because it's sometimes you need violence to fight violence. But a lot of times it's diplomacy. Um, so anyway, I just thought it was, um, to, to your point, was the, Lady Wan, was that, yeah, I think Zack Snyder tried to do that thing. You know, like, mm-hmm. but I don't think George Miller, when he drove, when he did Mad Max Fury Road, Formosa, Fury, Furiosa, whatever her name is, Shirley Stern's character. Yeah. I don't think he created her character to say, yeah, woman power. I just think he wanted to make a woman that could kick somebody's ass. Created, Yeah, he created a character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I well, I think, I think kind of the issue that I have with this movie in particular is that he's putting them in the grossest possible situations for them to fight their way out of. Like they're just constantly being threatened yeah. with rape, constantly. Yeah. Like well, I mean, there was actually one scene of it. Now I will say this, and this is I'm I'm jumping ahead a little bit in my trivia, but I will tell you this: there was a scene that was cut from the movie because the MPAA said you need to take that out because we're going to make it movie rated R. Yeah. And that scene yeah. was where John Hamm and baby doll, she's like seducing him and they do it. Now it's all simulated. It's nothing's happening. Like it's all, but they, the MPA said, ah, it's, that's rated R. And so when he cut it, he, when he cut out the, the sexy bits, it just made it look like John Hamm was raping her. And so mm-hmm. then they, that's why they had to cut the whole scene entirely because that was, the wrong, the wrong message that he wanted to send. So he is a little cognizant, at least according to the trivia, of that yeah. thing. Yeah, I I read that as well. I thought that was pretty interesting and I, probably a change he made for the best. Um, in general, though, I don't think this is the kind of movie that should have been attempted to be made PG-13 because you don't even get the violence that's supposed to be interesting that's happening. Um, so there's just... there's. Like I'm supposed to be devastated when Blondie and Amber get shot, but yeah. I'm not because I didn't. As far as I know, they're just lying on the floor because nothing happened because I can't see anything because this movie's PG-13. Like he could have missed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like it's it's just nothing. And I mean, I kind of I kind of didn't like that Birds of Prey was rated R because I think that it, it did a disservice to the success of that movie and like put the whole Harley Quinn thing in danger. That's a different podcast. Not going to get into that for now, but at least it was true to the character and the genre of the movie that, you know, we see a dude get a compound fracture in his legs because Harley's not having his stuff. Like, there is a time when violence can serve the story, and this was like, this movie could have used it. It, I think it would have been a better way to tell the story if it had been R-rated. Yeah, I totally agree. I I wish that it was a little more... Uh, violent and and because it, I feel like the story could have been told better. Yeah. Yep. But. Yep. Um. So, Lady Wan, we have a, a a thing on our show that we refer to as the Hopping Man, and the uh-huh. Hopping Man uh, dates back <laughs> to like episode, you know, thirty or something when we did a movie called Dark Man. <laughs> and in in the movie Dark Man, there's a character. He's a bad guy who um, has a prosthetic leg that has a machine gun in it. And so when the bad guys show up to do a deal, the guy literally picks his leg up and then shoots all the, all the other, other bad guys, right? Well, then he comes in. There's a second time we see him. But then at the climax of the movie, he's just gone. 
he just we never see him again. So whenever we mm-hmm. have a a character that's introduced and then we just we never see again, we refer to as <laughs> as the hopping man. Yeah, I like it. And so my 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 question to you three is: Are the two girls that are shot are they, and the girls that stabbed? Are they Rocket. our hopping men? Because we don't know what happens to them in the real life. Are they real at all, though? Yeah, if you go back to Andrew's description. I mean, you know, but we have to believe it, it, something is real, right? Like, don't we have to have no. something to hold on to? Not a thing. Well, <laughs> if there is the part, bef- is it before she's, right before she's getting lobotomized, where they say, like, she's only been here for three days and these are all the things that she's done? Oh, it's said a and, week. Yeah. Like, she, she was here a she week. She started a yeah. fire yeah. And, and all of this. So, like, they are presenting that. S- the, the fire was real. As if, yeah. And if the stabby stabby was the real. The mental hospital is well, real. If we accept that. The fire happened in the mental hospital. And the fire happened in the brothel. So some of it's trickling down. Some of it's real. Again, yeah. accepting the premise that the mental hospital is but, real. Like, but even to your point, Andrew, even if everything is happening in Sweet Pea's mind, are we to... Because, actually, you know what? Your theory about that makes way more sense now. Because she sees the little boy <laughs> on the bus that we see in the in the um, in Nazi Germany or in the in the trenches yeah. there, yeah, yeah, in front. Of, so that makes way more sense now that I think about it. As that because she is meeting Stick, I'm just gonna call him Stick, and she's meeting the boy <laughs> at the end of the movie. Um, even though she had these, even though hmm, God, so now is actually kind of annoying me. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. I wish she'd have called in sick. I'm just teasing. Um, I'm oh. gonna burn through a couple more notes real quick before I get to clips. Um, I don't have many clips. There's not a lot of dialogue in this movie that isn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's. Oh, we're sad. Life sucks, and then we have a fight montage, and then we're sad. We shouldn't do this thing. Life sucks. We have another fight montage, and then we're sad again. I'm angry, bang, bang, fight montage, movie ends. You know what I'm saying? Like, There's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a lot of actual just interesting things that are being said. So most of my clips are stick saying funny things. <laughs> um, I did, one of my notes is, I hate to be that guy. And again, I know it's, a, it's not real, okay? I know it's not real. It's a vision. I know, and it's in a fight scene with World War I where there's a mech suit, right? But she, <laughs> she picks up, a Lewis gun that the Germans were building. They and, and I'm like, okay, the Germans wouldn't have had a Lewis gun. It's a British gun. And then she shoots down <laughs> the Zeppelin. I'm like, that's not how that works. But anyway, <laughs> that's that. That's but that, it looked cool. It did look I mean, cool. Yeah, and that's, that's all that, that matters, that's right? That's that dumb history brain of mine I can't turn off. But <laughs> here's the trope that annoyed me. And we've done this on the show. When, um, and by the way, the girl that was in the mech suit, she played Gogo in Big Hero 6, which I think is, I love that movie. Um, she it does that trope where when she gets in and there's electronics and they shine it on her face. Mm. I don't know why we we I hate that trope so much that needs to stop. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's not a projector. It's it's just a screen. Like, well, maybe it was a projector. Maybe the three of you are looking at my face over over the internet, yeah. and none of you can see what my computer screen is doing on my face. <laughs> I'm even wearing glasses, and you can't see what's happening. So. You're awfully pale, so it's almost like a. Uh, but I mean, I would be a, the perfect reflector then. If I'm pale, I'm yeah, just right? like I'm like a projection screen. I'm just a fat, rounded projection screen. So, <laughs> uh, 
anyway, um, did anyone else think that the castle where the the dragon was looked like Hogwarts? I thought yeah, it looked like um, uh, Lord of the Rings, um, Orthanc. Uh, it did a little bit, yeah. It had it. It was like they did both, just like yeah. the, because the bridge where the plane flew th- under and the dragon crashed, it looked like the exact same bridge that the dragon crashed in Harry Potter Four. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It just it looked like the same because there's that 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 inner courtyard where in the Battle of Hogwarts where. There, where Harry is, you know, being carried by Hagrid. Like that's the. It looked like the exact same courtyard to me, where they dropped the propane tank. I don't just drop a bomb. You're in a bomber, <laughs> but instead he drops a propane yeah. tank with a flare. Whatever. Um, I don't know if that would work. I really don't. I I think it would just bounce. <laughs> that's yeah. Drop a bomb. Just drop an incendiary yeah, bomb. Right. You know. But <laughs> I don't know. I guess it wasn't. But, to have, but you need to have stick do it, right? To say the cool line and then throw it out. So I guess he can't be holding a, a 500-pound bomb and doing that at the yeah. same time. Um, he could do the old, uh, uh, oh, what is the old um, cowboy on the nuclear bomb? Yeah. Uh, how, <laughs> how, I, how I learned to Dr. love the Strange bomb. Doctor uh, Strange, Strange love. love. Thank yeah. you. And how I stopped worrying yeah. and love the bomb. Yeah. Uh, we talked about that. I like a good song mashup, so anything with Queen is good. Um, I liked all the popular music personally. I did too. It didn't bother me See, at all. I, it it bothered me only because <laughs> I think it was just the way it was overlaid. It just did not seem right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the song. Maybe the 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 way it was presented bothered you. I like the music. Like that's the kind of stuff I'd put in a playlist on my Spotify personally. I just like mashups. Yeah, you would. And I like covers. I love covers. You guys know that. I Me love too. a good. I love a good cover yeah. of a song. And uh, yeah, anything, anything, anytime you can cover Queen, I'm all over it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I when I would go into the record store and the CD store, I would always look at the covers. Yeah, because they they were so pretty. It was like artwork. This is where we make a joke about how Sam is really old, and the fact that he actually said record store is pretty interesting. Yeah. He's not saying it nostalgically like we go into a what? record store now. He's saying like he actually went into record stores to buy a record. Yep. Yeah, yeah actually, I, I do. I have been in record stores. I, I have records. And I looked at the covers. I really do. I, I think they're gorgeous. Yeah. So it's, I'm afraid these digital downloads aren't, aren't quite the same, and we're losing that part of our artistic style. Re- records are better. Yeah. Because um, I like covers. I like covers, too. Although a, a platinum MP3 <laughs> is a lot smaller and cheaper to make than a platinum record. You're not wrong. That's true. <laughs> not wrong. I just there is something cool. This is a little nerdy, whatever. But my my dad, uh, who's a he was a band director for thirty plus years, he has spent the vast majority of his retirement um, upgrading and investing in his listening room, and so he has multiple thousands of dollars into speakers and his amplifier and a turntable and, and he a has, microphone uh he does not have, have he doesn't have two have two, two turntables oh. and a microphone uh okay. just the one <laughs> he might have a microphone i guess i don't know anyway yeah. i do like going right. over there every, just about every time i go over there though we'll we'll listen to we'll pull out an album and listen to a couple tunes it's pretty cool uh what was the last thing so, wait 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 when you turn on the turntable does it do the no, no, that's just movies that do that. 
Or like when like mom calls from downstairs that dinner's ready and the and the and the record scratches. No, not, none of that. Right? Happens. Yeah. Are kidding me? That would my dad hey, would never. Everything I've been taught with with film. Yeah. It has to happen. It just has to happen. You're not wrong. Um, so, Lady Wan, you'll you'll appreciate this as I as I watch the movie. I take notes, and I will ask questions, and then I will go back and answer the question in my notes if I don't if I get an answer. And sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Like, I did ask the question, did she actually stab Poe? And then, obviously, she, we do see that she, she does. And, of course, then my comment was, he gets stabbed a lot, because we got, we, we got to see him get stabbed in um, the robot movie, Ex Machina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other question I asked? Oh, is she dancing while she's fighting the ninja golems? And of course, then I answered yes, yes because I didn't I didn't know what was happening at the time. In her mind. In her mind, yeah. Maybe. It, yes, once, right. once it ended, she's fantasizing about herself dancing. Yeah, which I'm <laughs> fine. Uh, and then, then we if never you go it. on the the next level of Inception, that's where she's fighting the golems. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's all my notes because we talked about a lot of it. Um, <laughs> we 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 talked about. It. I mean, other than. My last one was this movie makes me sad. I mean, this movie made me sad. I was kind of in a bummed out mood. I had to to listen to some funny um stuff um just to kind of Did you watch it today then or I finished it today. So I watched the okay. first hour and a half yesterday and then I watched the last 30 or so minutes today on my lunch break. So Okay. Yeah, cuz I watched it yesterday. Maybe that's why I was such in a bad mood. Uh, during the debate last night, because its movie probably put me in a bad mood. I'm sure it had nothing to do with the actual debate or its content. Um, the tropes that I wrote down was doctor scams parent for cash. I thought he was the doctor. I, I didn't know until the very end of the movie that he was an orderly. I thought he yeah, was a, he's a nobody. I thought he was yeah. a doctor, doctor man. He, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, computer screen projected. Uh, oh, and we did have a. Um, I'll, I'll play it in a second. We had a Wilhelm scream. So I am. Oh, we had several. I heard several in this one. I only heard the one, but we are. Uh, I'm. We are financially <laughs> obligated to play a Wilhelm scream whenever there is one. Um, okay. So time for clips. And, um, oh, we, and also the screaming goat, if that ever happens in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a thing. Sure. <laughs> Um, so like I said, uh, there's, um, I didn't capture, again, I only have five clips and I think three of them are, uh, Scott Glenn saying things. So here you go. Could you help me? I'm sorry. Your shoes. You're tracking snow everywhere. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, should I take them off? That time has passed. I love the idea that even in her vision, he's like a snarky teacher. I just love that. <laughs> you know. Uh, okay. Uh, this is uh, more. This is sage advice. This is sa- this almost sounds like something you would see on a fortune cookie. Remember, ladies, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Lucky numbers are yeah. five, seven, twelve. <laughs> yeah. That that also kind yeah. of just sounds like something your dad would say, right? You know, it just yeah. yeah, it's like a dad, you know, the girl, you know, daughter going off to college, or the son going off to college. Yeah. You know, make sure you stand for something. Yeah, go vote, stand for something. For everything. It it sounds like a dad's thing. The line works much better in Hamilton. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> 
Does Scott Glenn say it though? No. No, no. Hamilton says it. Hamilton, yeah. Says oh. it's a burr. I haven't seen you it yet. Burr. For nothing, burr. What do you fall for? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. I'm obsessed with Hamilton. Have <laughs> you not seen Hamilton? I just we oh haven't watched it. I oh. I have like three and a half hours blocked every week for movie viewing, and it's for this show. So I just I just don't oh. have time. I need to send you my. You guys should talk so about good. Hamilton. Yeah, and Sarah would love it. I again, there's there's literally no real legitimate reason I haven't watched it other than time good. and children. You know, you're just, just one of those. It's it's a pop culture uh, avoidance. It's so cool, and so many people like it. No, you, no, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that. Have to avoid hipster. it and hate it. It's That's not that. I'm not trying to do the hipster yeah. thing where I want to like. Why I'm do not, you not like history? I, Why are you not involved in American history? I just, I am. I'm kind of ashamed. To, to to call you my history friend. You shut your because... whore mouth right now because you know that's not true. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. I'll we'll watch it soon. I wanna maybe I can dump my kids off. Because the thing is like I'm gonna wanna watch it with the volume up so I can hear it and feel the music. And I can't do that at ten o'clock at night when the kids are asleep. No. So why can't they I watch let, Hamilton? I let my uh... girls watch the first uh, first act. I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I have an eight-year-old and a four-year-old. Can they watch Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah, they took the language out, um, and there was only a couple of words, and they took it out. And there's, like, one song that is, like, woo, but I think... And that's in the second act. Yeah, it's in the second act. And it's literally just one song. Let me say no to this. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll, I'll bring it up with the wife, but I just... Turn it up. I like... Kids love Hamilton. Yeah. Do they? I don't know. My kid, yeah. my son my, my just wants love, love it. Oh, my son just wants to watch Star Wars. I think my son is. I'm kind of scared. All right, parents here, help me out because <laughs> he's only interested in the bad guys of things right now. Is that a phase or is that a like? Is that normal? It, definitely, definitely gonna be a serial killer. <sighs> yeah, you gotta get that checked out. Like that's what I'm kind of legit scared about right now because it's like. <laughs> Because we're talking about Star Wars, and he's like, "I think the Empire is actually the better." And I'm like, "No, buddy." But you gotta think. You gotta think, though. Those are the cool characters. Those and are the you're... ones that can break the rules. Those are the ones that. Well, he looks at it are... from you know, it's they have the cool gear. The Death Star is kind of yeah. cool, and Star Killer Base is cool, and Captain Phasma is cool, and all... he always calls her Captain Phasma instead of Captain Phasma, which we're like, <laughs> Captain. Captain. She's Grunch. not. She's not a cereal box, right? And <laughs> anyway, it just. We, now that would be some nasty, t- just tasteless cereal. So anyway, I don't want to get too much farther into it with my box. kid on the podcast, but he, he's like, no, stop it with the... Anyway. Um, <laughs> this, this isn't quite the, the line from Top Gun, but it's pretty close. Remember, don't ever write a check with your mouth. You can't cash with your ass. There you go. I don't know what that, I don't know what that means. I mean, because the... uh, that refers to when you swipe <laughs> debit a card. card at the strip club in the in the ass cheeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you've seen that on Family Guy, I think. Right? They, well, they did it in um, they did it on Will and Grace. They did it on Will and Grace when when um, Jack yeah. he swipes Karen's boobs. She goes denied, denied, and then she turns <laughs> around and he swipes her ass. She goes approved. I love Will and Grace. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, here's the Wilhelm scream. It's there's a lot of other noises happening, but here you go. There you go. That's yep. when, that's when the dragons barbecue in the, the the army. Which I was then confused. Then why is the army now attacking the girls? 
I would have thought they would have they been... They dropped a bomb on them. No, the, the army, the knights, the armored dudes on the outside of the gate were trying to get in to fight the goblins. So when they come in, they blow up the goblins, they fight the goblins, and then they set the dragon free, and then they're out there and they're shooting the knights. I thought, they should all be on the same side. They should be on the same... It was dumb. Whatever. <laughs> there you go. And then the None only time I laughed in the entire movie, well, I guess other than the check with your ass part, I kind of laughed because it didn't make sense, um, was this part here. Here. Hey, guns. That made me laugh. It's not supposed to, but it made me laugh. It just, it, you got, you saw, um, Sam, you haven't seen it yet. Kingsman, Lady One, have you seen Kingsman? No, I haven't. I saw the first one. Oh, you did see the first one. So Sam Jackson. Yeah. When he does the thing, and I don't want to spoil it for it, but when when he does, he shoots the thing, and then he because he his character can't stand the sight of blood, and so he literally like yeah. like drops the gun and starts heaving. He's like, is yeah. he bleeding? Like that's what happens when you shoot somebody, and he goes, "It's really gross." It's really it just kind of made me laugh. It just reminded me of that part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you need to watch Kingsman. Kingsman's awesome. The first one's awesome. Mm-hmm. The second one is, eh, but the first one is awesome. Yeah, do it. I'll check it out. It's, it's really good. It's one of my. It's like one of those movies that it just. It's better than it should have been. That's what I've heard. I yeah. I definitely oh. will check it out because especially since they're doing the prequel coming out mm. now, like not until like February or something. But yeah, I gotta gotta do my homework. Yeah. Um. If you saw X Men First Class, it's the same director. You're gonna get a big kind of vibe because it's okay. the, it's the same house that they film at. In X Men First Class, they even have oh. the same. The b- basketball court opens up and a plane comes out. It's the same shot. It's just a different plane. Fascinating. Yeah, huh. it's a little. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Vaughn. I mean, the soundtrack, the score, even sounds the same. It's because it's the same dude. But hmm. you get past that. It's great. The action's second to none. <laughs> seriously. All right, time for some trivia. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Uh, I already mentioned the thing with John Hamm. Uh, several members of the cast and crew uh, described this movie as one flew over the Matrix. Okay. Uh, Scott Glenn's yes. role as Wise Man was written specifically for him. Again, more, I can see that. More Scott Glenn in all things. Uh, now, oh, I gotta get my clip ready. Uh, every now and then we'll be we'll be looking through the IMDb trivia and we'll find something that I just think is not Gold. quite. Yeah, it just doesn't seem. It's like a Wikipedia mistake. Maybe I think it's just somebody that has the pro account and they just went in there and decided to <laughs> create their own kind of thing, you know? I'm still waiting on you to start putting, you know, uh, re- reviewed by Cheap Seat Reviews. Well, so here's... On all these things. So here's my... I can't find my Jurassic Park one, so I'm going to play this one. We ain't found shit! All right, so this is what I... <laughs> this this is the tro- trivia. This was featured in an episode of the podcast, How Did This Get Made? Among many things they speak about, one is that this... And this is why also I, quote, I, I wrote this. I'm going to read this word for word. One is that this a known movie in industry as what not to do making a movie. I didn't, wow. I didn't screw up that read. That's how it's written. So not only is did... Trump quote? I mean, one <laughs> is that this a known movie in industry as what not to do making a movie. So mm. 
So not only did the somebody on the staff or crew or whatever of the podcast, how did this get made, <laughs> buy a pro account so they can put that they did this movie in the trivia, they also didn't proofread their 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 input. So I have to tell you though, ha- have any of you heard that episode of How Did This Get Made where mm-hmm. they talk about Sucker Punch? Mm-hmm. Because no. It's literally the reason why I saw this movie for the first time, because listening to them talk about it was so funny that I was like, I got to see this mess. And then I actually listened to it again yesterday because I wanted to like revisit it. Mm -hmm. And they so they don't always they rarely actually do new movies. They usually go back and find like some weird trash. But this one they did in theaters and. So it's at the time that the movie is out that they did this episode. And (laughs) Chelsea Peretti is the guest on that episode. And the way she is talking about Oscar Isaac, like she knew, like she was like, I already looked this guy up. He's only been in like two other things, but I love him. He's amazing. He's the best thing in this movie. And they're all joking about like, oh, who's this guy, this guy and his mustache. And I'm like listening to it back now. I'm like, this guy, yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah. huge. But he's she was onto it immediately. She was like, "I hate everything about this movie, but I love Blue. Like I love him." Yeah, um, we we <laughs> actually didn't. I, I feel bad. We're an hour and something twenty something minutes in this podcast, and I I didn't really get to say what I did like about the movie, other than the steampunk stuff. Oscar Isaac is really good in this role. I mean, yeah. he's acting the hell yeah. out of this yeah. thing. His mascara is spot on, and he mm-hmm. he is legit scary, and he he honestly kind of reminds me of the of the from Ex Machina a little bit, because yeah. Mm. yeah, like that kind of he's kind of a psycho. Yeah, like, there's know. like he's giving you that range of like quiet menacing to full on will kill you. Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> obviously now, now yeah. the character and like and he's playing two different people, right? Because his yes. character at the end of the movie where he's been stabbed and he's just yelly McYell guy and he just wants to rape her or whatever, like that's a different person than Blue. Like that's a different yeah. thing altogether. Yeah. And the Blue character is much scarier because scary. he's just cuz he's smart and crafty and that mustache knows makes you know that he's a bad guy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and those suits too. Oh my The gosh. gold one. Yeah, oh boy. it was great. Uh, he's he's great in all things. I, uh, yeah, Sam, I don't cute. know if you ever ever did watch the Russell Crowe Robin Hood, but he plays Prince John in that, and he's really good in it. And you get to see his naked ass. So there's that too. I forgot <laughs> he was Prince John in that. Yeah, yeah, he was. I yeah, it's been yeah. a long time. And again, you get to see his ass. That's the important <laughs> part. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm a dumbass. Uh, the last thing I wrote was during the opening scene where Baby Doll runs away and drops her gun. Again, this is I don't understand who wrote this and what they're trying to say. So help me out here, because usually, Lady Wan, <laughs> usually we'll ha- I'll, I'll 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 put a clip in the in the show where I didn't understand what they were saying, and so we try to three of us try to figure out what they were saying without using subtitles. Help me understand what this person that wrote this is trying to say. Again, I'm going to okay. read this as best as I can. During the opening scene where Baby Doll runs away and drops her gun, the gun would bounce off the ground and walls all the time. It took about <laughs> 60 takes to get it right. Oh, okay. The gun, like, is it made of a bouncy ball? Like, I'm so confused. So the gun well, was aren't the guns or rubbers? The gun right. would bounce off the ground and the walls all the time. <laughs> all the time. Okay. I don't know. All, wow. All the time. There you go. All right. All of, every takes. of the times. 
Mm. Lovely. Don't understand. Okay. Time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Time for three word. No, three word. That's not a thing. Top three. <laughs> Top three. <laughs> Top three. I don't know what three word review is. Now we got a new segment that I just invented just now. Nice. Um, Andrew goes first. Okay. I have an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Of uh, and I kind of went outside the box and hope you're okay with it because I'm going to say them anyway whether you are or not. <laughs> um, so uh, honorable mention of Dumb and Dumber. Okay. <laughs> as Lloyd is trying to escape his life of poverty and loneliness. So you went super existential on on this too, huh? Nice. I did. Boy, yeah, your 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 graduate school has affected you. I yeah. you. <laughs> I'm writing Jeez. curriculum right now, so I'm. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, number two, I have, or sorry, that was an honorable mention. Number three, I have Ferris Bueller, who is trying his best to escape his mm-hmm. responsibilities and his teenage Again, graduate school. <laughs> nice. I've got uh, a movie with John Travolta uh, from the 90s sometime in there called Michael, where he was an angel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and he is trying to escape his... Uh, duties as an angel and just wants to come down and be like the rest of us. Um, and then number one, I have Batman. Uh, uh, you know, the, the good Batman, Michael Keaton. Uh, actually, any Batman do? works. Any Batman works for this because he is uh, trying really hard to escape his feelings and emotions about the death of his parents. And, and oh, God. And so. <laughs> So there you are. You are. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sam? Let me swim through this pile here and uh, get back to my number three. And I have, I I went with just the regular old escape stories. Number three, Toy Story 3. Yeah. All right. Escape the preschool. Right. Um, My number two is Jurassic Park. Sure. Believe it or not, that's number two because no, the I, number one I have here is probably the number one movie almost of all time, if not of all time, and that's Shawshank Redemption. Right. Yeah, I figured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Lady Wan, what you got? Okay. Uh, in thinking about this, I have seen almost no escape movies. So. <laughs> Um, I'm fully... according to Andrew, you, you probably have. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Yeah. I'm stealing, part stealing part of that. Um, <laughs> I will steal that for my number two. My third one is actually thinking about, uh, this, this is actually an escape movie and it's a Michael Bay movie. Uh, oh, no. I really yeah. like the island. The island. <laughs> the island. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, I got a soft spot for it. Um, so I like that. Uh, Wasn't Obi Wan in that one too? Right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I like that movie. Um, <laughs> I am stealing Andrews and taking Ferris Bueller, and then <laughs> um, I gotta go Snowpiercer. Okay, oh, interesting. Man. Yeah. You escape the back. I love of the that cage. movie so much. Yeah. <laughs> that's somebody else that, does. I like. Yeah, that. that's. I liked it too. That's one of those movies that sticks with you. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't stop. Itching. Yeah. yeah it's, that movie it's still that still that movie still wakes me up in the middle of the night. <laughs> Seriously. I I that movie that if movie the train of, stops, we all freeze and die. Oh, do you oh, I don't I didn't have it ready. Oh crap. Um <laughs> What happens if the engine 
revolution stops, we all raise and die. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sam, I found it. Um, that is one big pile of shit. There you go. There you go. Thank I had, you. I had to play it. I felt, <laughs> I felt weird. Like Sheldon, I, didn't, I had to complete the knock. Uh, my three, I, I did. Um, uh, so Star Trek VI, they escape a prison planet. You know, it's just they're escaping a prison planet. No, nothing existential, just escaping a prison <laughs> planet. My number two, I did Shutter Island. Now. I still haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> then you will not continue. Well, damn. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. That's kind of a cheat. I'll just simply say, Sam, that that movie fits more along the lines of what Andrew said. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's all I'm going to say because it's it's okay. worth not having the spoiler because I think it okay. it actually will affect the movie. Uh, and then my number one, I also did Shawshank Redemption because yeah, how could you not? That movie was, um, I have a weird emotion, a uh, weird time with that movie because I saw parts of that movie when I was too young to understand it and I saw the prison guard uh, shoot the the guy what knew the stuff. Yeah. And as a kid, I was like, why are police people shooting prisoners? Like that movie really affected me. It was years later before I really understood what was happening in that movie. And was that before or after you got out of the pen? Out of the pen? Are you a 1960s gangster? The playpen. Jeez. All right. Here we go. Wait, what's supposed to happen? All right. Well, that means that we're going to do our out of 10. I'll give you guys an opportunity to tell me a score of 0 to 10. And I will put it down on my little word sheet here, my spreadsheet, <laughs> and no one will ever see it. What you got, Andrew? Well, I. After the, our conversation, there are a few things. I'm going to drop my uh, initial score a little bit because uh, maybe I was romanticizing the film just a little bit. It's but, okay. Uh, it's okay. Uh, but I still liked it, and I would probably watch it again. Uh, so I'm going to give it a, let's say, a 6.8 uh, out of 10. Okay. Uh, Lady Wan, this is according to the spreadsheet. You have to go next. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this, I didn't know we could get that much into decimals. So, well, we um, only do decimals well, we, because just we've, to keep it from tying. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. 315 yeah. episodes. Yeah. We need the decimal points to matter. Gotcha. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to roll with decimals as if I have 300 episodes worth of experience and I'm going to say like 3.9. Okay. Because I like the music, the performances, Oscar Isaac's great in it. Uh, it's obviously styli- stylistically shot. I just don't particularly like the style. Okay. Samwise. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I, I'm a little uh, closer uh, to, to Lady Wan. Um, uh, I think I'm going to say a 3.72487 oh out of 10. Um, I, I just, it makes me creep. Out, I, I didn't. That's an ick. Yeah, it's the ickiness a factor, mm. and it, it felt like he was trying to be all feministic on it, and then it was all still sexualized, and mm-hmm. it just totally came from a man's point of view. I, there's not a single lady on the screenwriting table with this one, so it, it just did so not tr- hit the mark with me. Is that true? Yeah. 
I'm kind of curious now. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, Zack it Snyder and Steve Shibuya. Shib- yeah, I Shibuya think is, is like Snyder's the, the wife uncle. is a producer, but yeah, that's oh weird. That's this, not enough. This dude has only written two things: this movie and something called The Tourist, which comes out this year. Or no, that's been announced this year. He's mostly a camera dude. Well, not even that. He, I think he's just a friend. He's the he's the, he's the guy <laughs> that cat calls the girls as they walk past him on the street. He's just his his he's this is so weird. His career is so random. All right, I'm not going to dig into that more. <laughs> um, cool last name though. Yeah, Shibuya. Yeah, we sing his last name a lot Shibuya. on buses when we travel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're just gonna you leave that. that song? We're just gonna leave that there. I mean, what are we gonna? Yeah. What am I if doing? If you don't with know that? The, the the bus song, Shibuya, you should go listen. Just go search it. You'll find it. Okay. I'm uh, not gonna sing it because I'll mess it up. That's fine. I'm gonna give it hmm three four four point five. I I didn't hate it. Yeah. I thought it was there's some elements that are cool. Uh, I guess the other thing we never really gave credit to other than Oscar Isaac, but the acting in this movie is, I think is still pretty good. All the girls do fine. Again, Emily Browning doesn't have to do much, but all they the other girls... don't have anywhere to go. But all the other girls, I think, are really good at acting and doing the thing that they need to do. Um, again, for, for a movie that has Vanessa Hudgens as the second build, I wish she would have been in it more because I think she's maybe a good actress. Cut. But... Yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe some of it was on on the floor. I don't know. I mean, I know she did this kind of movie to kind of get away from High School Musical. Yeah. Um, she would further that distance by doing Spring Breakers. But Spring Breakers, yeah. Um, there's some stuff that's neat. There's some stuff that's not. I don't know. It's it's a. I think it's a movie worth watching. If you're listening to this show, wondering, well, should we watch it? I think you should watch it. Uh, and maybe Plus it's on Netflix. So like, yeah, it's it on comes? Netflix. And maybe if you go, try. yeah, if you go through it, uh, watch it with the Andrew's ideas, maybe you'll have a much maybe better, it's different, yeah, yeah, better viewing experience. Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I'm going to say, cause I have to, is that, um, the henchman, the real big, big henchman, his name is CJ. He's the only Star Trek connection I could find. He does stunts. <laughs> he does stunts for most things and he did stunts for into darkness. So anyway, that's that's the closest I could find <laughs> to a Star Trek connection. Uh, that's the show. Gosh, right? Yeah. There's nothing else to do other than to tell people to to check out Lady One's other uh, her podcast, which is <laughs> Screen Fix. Screen Fix. You can Fix. find us anywhere podcasts are found, and we're on Twitter at Screen Fix Pod. And it's a, it's a cool show. I've listened to a handful of episodes, and of course, I did the thing that you did, right? I listened to the episodes of the same mm-hmm. movies that we've done. That we've both done to see kind of yes. if we track kind of similarly. A <laughs> um, little difference on here and there, but uh, of opinion, but that's cool because that's why we have opinions. Makes conversation. Yeah, that's yes. right. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking. What do I need to do now? Oh, I, cl- I click this button over here and then I read this. Gosh, you think <laughs> I've done this before. Uh, but you may go to leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. Those places are great. Uh, our Anywhere. website. Our website. Write it for all we care. By the time you listen to this episode, our epi- our website no longer exists. So if you want to find old episodes, go to cheapseatreviews.libsyn, L I B S Y N dot com. There it has the entire catalog of all 315 episodes, all the way back to number one, which was Beverly Hills Cop. 
Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. At Cheap Seat Cast is our Twitter. Um, don't even bother for our Instagram. And <laughs> send us your emails, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. I'm so bad at Instagram. I really am. Uh, cheapseatreviews at gmail.com, where you can send us uh, any requests. Now, we've got coming up October, and I'm super excited. Next week, we are doing Gerald's Game. That's right. That movie was requested to us like three months ago, and we said, hey, we'll do it for Halloween. Gerald's Game, where the where the, the lady from this movie, the the head yeah. dancer teacher lady, is in, she's handcuffed to a bed the whole time. Forever. Uh, yeah. For, oh, yeah. Yeah. Is this yeah. going to be like buried? I have no right? idea. Or I don't. It, you're in the coffin the entire time with, with the old I really don't Green know. Lantern. I have yeah. no idea. So, yeah. Um, anyway, Gerald's Game next week. Looking forward to it. Lady One, thank you so much for coming on. This was a yes, blast. Yes, thank you. Thank and you. on behalf of, of Andrew, Lady One, and Sam, this is Sean saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.